And uh, we were just living the life, you know. I was in my brand new Mercedes, and you know, I had this Rolex. I had hundreds of thousands of dollars in my bank, you know. Shout out to Master Pete, no limit. I mean, because we was just living this beautiful life, right? Every day was a holiday, <clears throat> and uh, so I'm down rolling down Melrose, and I see Fuzzy, and he was like, "Reek, oh my God, bro! Like you're doing really well." You know, Pete, and it put y'all on, and y'all blowing up that pushing aside you was doing it. I was like, thank you, man. Thank you. He said, yo, bro, like, would you like to come to a party tonight? And I was like, yeah, man, there's going to be girls there because, you know, I was just new to L.A., and I've been here, you know, like it might be you know, a sausage party or something. And I wasn't trying to entertain, you know, no, 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 no disrespect to those who do that. But I wasn't trying to go to that kind of part, especially back then. I was a little, still a little rough around the edges, be it that I was from Richmond, California. <clears throat> and uh, so he was like, "No, no, no, man, it's gonna be women. It's gonna be nice, whatever, whatever." So by this time, this very prominent guy uh, came out of the store, and, and Fuzzy was with him, and he was like, "Oh, Reek, this is Blase Blah, and this is Rico from No Limit." Sons of Funk, he was like, oh, man, I, I know who you are. Like, I love your music, bruh, bruh. Like, you man, you need to come to the party tonight. And now why they chose me, I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe they they saw, you know, like I was a kind of an industry guy as well. Because I'm articulate. I went to college as well. But, again, I still had this rough edge around me or whatever. So they they what I found out later, they, they call it grooming. So they was grooming me for this ritual being indoctrinated into their, their little little clique, you know, because if I had joined a clique, trust me, I'd have been, I'd have been Will Smith by now, you know what I mean? So, um, so, and this guy, um, if you, he's in a multicultural group, and that's about all I'm going to say, and if y'all can figure it out from there, you got it. So, uh, um, so I, uh, they, they said, man, we're going to have a limo come get you. Uh, so I told them where to come get me. I said, well, y'all just had a limo meet me at the Ralph's uh, over in Sherman, Sherman Oaks. So it came, got me. It took me over to, like, a different part of L.A., downtown that I had never been. I didn't even know this part existed yet. And then um, so they did this, believe it or not, some out of the movies, man, they did this secret knock. And, like, the eagle landed at 12 knock, you know, and uh, the door opened. And when I walked in, it was Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, it was sex. It was drugs. It was gambling. It was men with men, women with women. It was a, a multitude of the same going at each other. It was orgies. It was, it was whatever you can imagine. Now, at the same time, um, uh, Cat Williams was there. At this time, Cat Williams had not blown up. And he's mentioned this exact party in one of his stand-ups. Uh, and he mentions the guy, and I don't want to say his name, but he, Cat Williams, uh, I mean, broke this dude out. Why? And I even was like, yo, uh, to say for his name was Mr. Garrett. Mr. Garrett, what are you doing, Mr. Garrett? Why are you... Why are you tongue kissing that man, Mr. Gary? You 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 you're crazy. You know that's what I'm telling him. He's looking at me like, who is this guy and why is he acting like this? He should know what kind of party this is. But no, like I said, I I was with a dude from the street who who then became a multimillionaire on the crest of being a billionaire, and we didn't have to subscribe to doing. Uh, sexual, uh, um, um, you know, exploits of such. It was so wild, man. And when I tell you, it was. It, and, and Cat Williams was was clowning. He had this problem. Man, it was a little dude. He had this problem. He was look at these motherfuckers. Look at this shit. So you know, I talked or whatever. And but he was clowning. He was clowning in. And um, so I was like, hey, yo, man, y'all, um, I got to get out of here because. This is, y'all want some other shit, you know. I'm not with it. It was like, no, Rick, uh, some of the most prominent people in the movie and music industry is there. I was like, I don't give a damn about being prominent. 
uh, I, I already got money. And I fooled with a brother, Master P, who we don't do this. This ain't how we get down, you know. This ain't this ain't our cup of tea, man. You know, we still keep it street. We still keep it, you know, thugged out. And we men, you know. You know, man, man P ain't gonna come at another man sideways. Like, oh no, man, this ain't gonna happen. So, uh, that's what I that's one of the things that I saw. And then the second thing, um, uh, I found out years later um, that um, we we had just did a big concert at the Houston Astrodome, and we were the only entity, not even the basketball players, whoever was at the time, could even fill out the, the, the Astrodome. But we did, No Limit, completely filled it out, right? I remember being there, we did the show, and I remember <clears throat> we um, all went back to our hotel rooms, and all of a sudden, the security uh, Pokey, uh, Maine, uh, V90, all of them knocked on the door and said, don't come out your room. Don't come out your room. And I was like, all right, all right. I didn't plan on coming out anyway. But, uh, they was like, don't, don't come out with, for whatever reason until we come get you. Don't come out this room. So we didn't come out the room. So I found out later that, um, supposedly, uh, the, 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 the I guess the Illuminati had approached Pete. It was like, yo, um, we want to be a part of what you're doing. We don't want none of your money, but we're going to set you up to get more money, and we want a part of that. And he was like, I, I don't need your money. You know, I got my own money. I, I, don't, I don't want to be a part of none of y'all, none of what you're doing, right? And it was very aggressive. And they said that, again, P was in New York, and he got on the elevator. And this is what this is hearsay now. Um, but I do remember being told not to leave out my hotel room in, in Houston. So, you know, there's some validity to it. And they said that um, when P was in New York, you know, he still had, you know, a couple of body, bodyguards around him. But these guys got on the elevator with him and they was like, you know, we told you we want to um, we want to be part of what you're doing. And, um, you know, but we don't want nothing to start happening to the people on your label. So he was like, look, I told you, I don't want to have nothing to do with y'all. You know, but do what you do. You're going to be at war. You know what I mean? And that's just how P was. You know, like people see a whole other side of P. They see the, the TV P. They see the entrepreneur P. But he's still Master P from the Calio, and he's still Master P from Richmond, California. And he will act accordingly, you know. And that's that's what uh, that's what I my witness in uh, the occult and what I saw, you know, regarding like uh, ritual type situations, man, it was bizarre. Very bizarre. Um, you know, uh, let's start with the masterpiece since you just talked about that. Um, <clears throat> so these guys supposedly um, were from, from the Illuminati or from whatever uh, powers it be, you know, uh, in the entertainment industry, I would imagine, um, right. P wasn't having it. P wasn't having none of it. No, 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 no shorts of it. You know, like he told them, I'm master P. I don't know who you are, but if you come at me, you're going to be at war. I promise you, yeah. you're going to, you're going to go to war. And I'm not, and I'm not talking about no record, record slang war. We're going to be at war. And, and like they say, PP has a whole nother side of him that people don't. I guarantee don't want to see. And what time frame was this? You said it was after that the was, show. Um, okay, yeah, that was um, okay. Uh, we did uh, like right. We had put out pushing aside you, and uh, I think that we had, we. I don't even think we had, we hadn't even started shooting. We had just started shooting. I got the hookup. So it was like 90, 98, 97, 98 ish, into 97, going into 98. So they saw that P was, you know, quickly climbing up the charts and taking over, yes. dominating the music. And yes. they wanted. And they, uh, it, and what I heard yeah. was once they hear that you have made $50 million, then they approach you. This is all that they, I found out later on how, how whatever. And then the, then the guy started saying, hey, man, has a lot of um, people, uh, 
of this type of group been coming around. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, man, trust me, you you still being groomed, Rico. Like, you know, where, how, how I don't want to name the, the name of this entity or this group, but at the time I was around a whole bunch of them. And they all kept trying to get me into this one group. And then what happens is you once you get into this one group, you, you rise up the ranks and then you, you, you farm over to what I guess they call the Illuminati. And that's what happens. Hell no. And then uh, shortly after, you know, I mean, he was still very successful. You know, uh, Snoop came over in 98, obviously. Um, yeah. But a few years later, uh, I noticed, you know, uh, No Limit started to die down a little bit. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, now yeah. see, that I mean, you you be spot on. Because if yeah. you heard what I said, the people said, we don't want something to start happening to the people on your record label. And then that's when Peace started kind of dismantling things because Again, he's very, he's, you know, he has another side to him, but he also has a very compassionate, loving side that, you know, hey, you, these are my people, you know, I'm not going to have nothing happen to him. So he kind of like pushed some things down, you know, and, and moved around and started doing other endeavors, you know, because he, again, if you ever heard him, he said, y'all think I'm a rapper, I'm really a gaffler. But really, really, he was saying, I'm just a hustler and I just happen to make a lot of money in the rap game. Now I'm going to flip it over here and do some real estate or, I'm finna go get some money. Um, it's a sports level or whatever. You know, he he moved his money around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at him now, rap snacks, all that stuff. Right. Um, right. You know, but uh, so so P wasn't having it. You know, um, but uh, let's go back to the first thing. Now, uh, you walk into this party and you start seeing yeah. the Sodom War type situation. You said, uh, uh, you know, uh, drugs, uh, uh, dudes with yeah. dudes, gambling, the whole nine. You know, um, what was going through your mind yeah. and um, <laughs> the, the person that invited invited you to this party, you said they were grooming you. Uh, yeah. What were they trying to offer you? Did they get to the point where they, where they actually said, hey, look, we're going to give you this, this, and that? Well, that's what they were saying, like, Reek, some of the most prominent people in the music and movie industry, because they knew I wanted, because we had been, you know, talking through the day or whatever, leading up to the party, and I was uh, heavily wanting to um, get into acting as well, because I had a few buddies that was acting um, and and was producing. Uh, I had another buddy um, that was from Richmond, California, who did pretty well. His name is Salim Akil, and he produced, and his wife, Maura Brock Akil, they produced uh, Girlfriend in the Game. And, you know, so I was going to hook up with him and do a bunch of things um, with him in production and, and acting as well. And then uh, I have a best friend, uh, Tasha Smith, who uh, is a very prominent actress as of now. You know, she was uh, starred in um, a bunch of Tyler Perry stuff, and she also was on... Um, uh, the show with uh, Terrence Howard. What is that? Uh, what was that? That big uh, show that was like about a record company. Oh, Hustle and Flow. No. Uh, no, it wasn't Hustle. What was that show? Oh, Hustle Empire, Hustle. Empire. Empire, Empire. Yeah, she was the the sister of uh, Cookie Cookie Lion. She was Cookie Lion's sister in the show. So she and I were best friends. And so I had I was around a bunch of people who are now extremely um, uh, um, prominent in, in in the movie industry, and uh, I was going in that route as well. So they were like, "Yo, uh, we can talk to a few people and make a few things happen." And I'm like, "Man, <laughs> y'all can't make nothing happen." Me, I, look, I keep trying to tell you, I fool with a dude from the street. We shoot our own movies. Matter of fact, we finna go shoot. I think we was just about to start shooting um, Foolish or something like that. If I can remember. We just finished, you know, I got the hookup, just came out. And, um, no, I, I take that back. We wasn't doing Foolish. We had did No Tomorrow. And I think uh, I was in the studio, and I don't know. If I, they say the studio blew up. So I can't, I haven't, I haven't actually seen that movie. But I was in it, though, you know. <laughs> and then I was in Ray <laughs> with Jamie Foxx. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um. I was in a few movies, you know, uh, that you know, you and I still aspire oh, to do that. 
Ray, what, what, what did you play in Ray? Uh, I was uh, in the, you know, you know, the film was extremely long. I was in the beginning part with a little boy drowned in the pan, <laughs> and uh, but they cut my part out. Then I was uh, uh, the guy, you know, the guy that was in uh, Five Heartbreaks Dresser. Uh, I was his stand-in for the movie. <clears throat> okay. Um, so I did, you know, I got paid, you know, <laughs> whether if they see me, I did see paid. me. I got paid for being in Ray. So, so you uh, you were offered these uh, various opportunities, um, you know, and, and when you told them, uh, you know, I'm saying no, uh, what was the reaction? Man, they was just looking at me like, man, you, you know, I know you got it, and I know P got money like out of kazoo, but you finna turn down a lifetime. But it was like, bro, that's my, I'm a man, you know. You don't ask a man to. to Subject his his manhood like you tripping, dude. To, for this, there's nothing. You know, I, I I know how to make money. I don't need them, and I don't need you. I don't need it like that. Like I had already just bought a brand new townhome in Sherman Oaks. I just you know I was doing it. Like why would I do that? It was ridiculous. And then next next year, Fuzzy died. So a lot of people, they, they say it was like some kind of uh, sacrifice that, that, that the dude who was with, you know, with us, uh, you know, he's very, very prominent. He's very prominent to this day. Like everyone knows this cat. Everyone. He's big, big, big. And uh, he, you know, persisted on. But the next year, Fuzzy was gone. They say Fuzzy had some kind of ailment or something. I don't know. It looked like nothing was wrong to me, especially at the party, you know. So that's, 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 what, that's what I witnessed, man. Yeah, it, it was bizarre, man. Yeah. And I'm uh, guaranteeing yeah. you there there's more, there's more of that going around, you know, especially at that time. Well, you know, like, like I said, uh, you know, Jamal Simmons was talking <laughs> Out Russell um, and uh, doing stuff, uh, you know, ritualistic stuff at the offices of Def Jam, uh, and and you told us about um, a story where uh, LL Cool J uh, just, you know, they had a masseuse, you know, coming in. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was funny. Uh, you know, L, I'm not saying L is, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna put that that jacket on L like he gay. I don't know that part of him. All I know is what I saw, and what I did see was kind of funny. You know, he, he did take off his shirt. He did. This dude came in. This is it. This is, I seen this. I'm not like just like making this up. This is what I witnessed myself. And uh, L got on the on the table. Mr. Smith, you ready? So he got on the table, and the man got the massage. And this is the funny part when he was going, oh, oh. <laughs> that part. And that part tripped me out, you know. So I was like, oh, okay. Now, like I said, I looked at P. He looked at me, shrugged his shoulders, and then he said, I guess that's how they do it in, in Hollywood, you know, once they make it. So, you know, we laughed it off, and that was that, you know. It, it, it's, so, it's, yeah. you know it's one thing to get a massage, but, I mean, like right in front of other, other people like that, that's kind of awkward, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, wow. he had no, he had no good qualms and shames about it, you know. But I guess he had been doing it for quite a while, and you know, like I guess he hired these cats to come on set, so you just they get it in where they get it in, you know. But at a at a studio, I, I okay, well, whatever, you know. And yeah. I, you know, I remember, man, um, I remember. I was invited to go to Jamie Foxx's house to, to a party. And I remember him telling me, he said, man, you know, I know you wouldn't know Lemon ever. He said, uh, be careful when you're out here, man, because it's some, some weird things can go down. You know, nothing, nothing is like really harmful to you, but it's very weird parties that you can end up at, you know. And I remember that was, I remember him telling me that, you know. I was like, all right, thanks, man, you know. And Jamie is a really, really, really nice guy, man. You know, he, what you see is really him. 
You know, he's he just really comical, extremely inte- uh, intelligent, extremely talented uh, cat. You know what I mean? But I remember, I appreciate the fact that he did tell me, just be careful, man, out here. You know, I guess I guess he saw that, you know, I'm from Richmond. It still was California, but, you know, kind of small town or whatever. In L.A., you know, there's a vast majority of all kinds of people to come there with all kind of hidden skeletons, you know, to do whatever. Yeah. Well, Jamie Foxx, you know, he warned you. Uh, so I take it he must have seen probably some of that Sodom and Gomorrah stuff, too. I guarantee you he saw it, you know. Nah, I ain't saying Jamie to participate. However, he warned me, so you warned me, you saw it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he well, he probably uh, you know say well, I mean, you got to look at Dave Chappelle. Uh, he just disappears. Yeah, then uh, he just did some some, some show. Yeah, he uh, he left a multi-million-dollar contract on the table, and. Uh, yeah. It just said, fuck it, I'm done. So people are yeah. saying some shit, you know, and some of yeah. them, man, they're having a hard time cope with it. The stuff that you yeah. saw, did it fuck with you uh, after you saw it? It did, man, because, you know, again, you know, I just bought bought a house, and I got, uh, got back in my car, man, and that whole thing was running through my mind, just the... Uh, whole entry and then when like I said when you, when it opened up it was like Pandora's box man you know what I mean you entered and it was like this other world you know you went I went into another realm of life that these people really live and this is how they get down and I'm gonna tell you it was literal sex in front of you like the minute you walk in you could look to your right look to your left you could look and see somebody uh, using drugs heroin and cocaine you know, gambling, um, and then right next to that, uh, while they was doing it, they was, you know, copy oral copulation or sodomy or it was it was going down, man, right there. Like, and these people that were doing it is people you see on TV to this day. I like I said, I can't name names, but I'm telling you, it's it's, it's it was black people, it was white people, and they was all doing this together. Wow. Yeah, and yeah. it's very prominent people that you watch on TV right now that were there, and I just could not believe what I saw. Yeah. It's very, uh, very disturbing. Um, to say the least. Know, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you, you know, know, you're a father who's got a son in this business now. Um, yeah, yeah, two sons. I, two sons in this business. Two, so yeah. So it's a good, a good thing they got you in the corner to, uh, you know, prepare them for that type of shit. You know, yeah, man, because we got, our, we got our own money, um, you know, I, we don't have to, I don't have to beg another man to, to do what we need to do, you know, um, uh, I'm heavily into the stock game, and as you know, it's, it's prevalent. Tesla is killing it right now, and I made just made a whopping today. And um, you know, it's just it's a good thing, and it's like so we don't have to do that. We, you know, I, I, I monetarily facilitate everything that we're doing, and you know, trying to land another deal, and um, that's what we're gonna do. But I'm not, we ain't finna do that, no sir. I got sons; they, they men, you know. Yeah. And I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ever let my son, you know, sons do whatever, daughter either, because my daughter is in the game too, you know. No, no, no. You, you got a dad who got some money, so we don't have to do that. Yeah, yeah. You definitely. I mean, with, you know, I'm, I'm a father of a daughter too, so it's, you know, mm. sons can kind of out for themselves, but yeah, the daughter, you definitely got to watch out for. Um, right, you know, right. They're impressionable. Do come up, you know, nice car, whatever, whatever, promising all this stuff. Next thing you know, she, you know, can I, and I saw that a lot when I got to L.A. Man, some of the most wonderful, wholesome, beautiful girls from the South or the Midwest come to L.A., and they get turned completely out. I mean, they could, they take their insides and they be wearing them on the outside. 
I mean, they do a, a number on them. And then they never really even get anywhere, and they ship them on back home, whatever, with, with, with just an empty promise. Damn. That yeah, man, it was stuff. savage, man. And then, thank God, I was from Richmond, California, you know, so, and I was of age, so none of that stuff appealed to me. I was just about getting my money. I needed the bread. I didn't care nothing about, no, whatever they were subscribing to. You know. Well, apparently P didn't I, either. P didn't uh, want nothing to nah, do with that. No, man. No, P just got, he, he, he lives in, uh, I don't know, I think at the time he was living in Bel Air or somewhere. But, you know, he was just like, whatever. You know, that ain't his thing. He was here to get his money, live a good life, and take care of his kids, you know. And that's it. But, but a lot of other cats, man, oh, boy, L.A. sucked them in and sucked the life out of them. That's a damn I mean, shame. A lot of them. Yeah, man. A lot. I've heard stories. I mean, I, I want to name names, you know, and put you on the spot. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I've heard stories about so many different people, you know. Um, yeah. And it's you know, I'm going I'm to name, name this one dude, man, that I felt sorry for. Uh, he, I think he's doing really a lot better now. But I remember Tevin Campbell, man. I remember um, I was in the studio, and uh, I think you know I know he wasn't doing good. I don't know, but he did, he looked like a disheveled old man, and he was in the corner, and it was in the dark, and he was in the dark, and I was with my guy Jay Brown. Jay Brown's like an extreme executive uh, with with Jay Z now, and um. And he's, you know he's rolling with with with, with I guess uh, with Jay Z and um, uh, I forget the name of the record company. Um, anyway, so he was with them, and I was like, hey, "Yo, Jay, hey, yo, Jay, who is that? Who is that in the corner?" He said, "Oh man, that's Tevin Campbell." I was like, "What?" The dude had on his his trench coat and his old hat, whatever, whatever, and then like I think about a week later, look on the news, he had got busted for trying to solicitate sex from an undercover cop, you know, and it was, it was, it was all sad, it was bad, man, I was like, and so many, so many other, they get there, man, and they get sucked dry, and they be extremely talented people. That's what happens. Thanks so much, Kevin. Uh, with all the hits Tevin Campbell had, he would never be in that position. It goes to show you people are out there to just suck your money out and, you know, uh, fuck you over. Man, completely. That dude had hit after hit. And he was with Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones only produced uh, Thriller. I mean, one of the biggest record albums that ever existed on planet Earth. So how can you go from being with such a powerhouse to sitting in a corner, you know, looking like I don't know, like like he was the Grim Reaper. Yeah, that's uh. You know, it was it was sad, but lately of such, I've seen him like on some shows, and he looks like he's getting getting his life back on track. And thank God for that, you know. But at the time, you know, it, it was nothing nice. <clears throat> well, look look what happened to uh, you know Bobby Brown, Whitney Houston. Um, yeah, yes. Yeah. All these stars, you know, they they were uh, they had everything, and, and then here they are, they're junkies, smoking crack yeah. and, and whatever. Uh, and, uh, man, not only that, I remember seeing. Uh, I remember uh, who was that show with Arnold and uh, uh, what you talking about, Willis? What was the name of strokes. it? Different Strokes. You remember the uh, the daughter? What was her name? Yeah. Um, uh, I, Think of her name. She died though. Uh, yeah, and I seen her, uh, uh, man, on Sunset, just through, just done, man, just, just life had just flipped her upside down. And I just like look at these people. And I remember Pete telling me, he said, man, um, y'all live in you know very plush area. You guys own your homes, and, but you're gonna see a lot of people you think that should have been successful and living a good life are really out here bad. And, I mean, I immediately start seeing it. Like, within a week after just living there, I just seen all, start seeing all kind of 
entertainers who are just living are just doing extremely bad. That was her name, I think. Dana Plato. Dana Plato. That was her. I remember seeing her, and it was bad. And then I remember... Go ahead. I was going to say, she became a porn star, too. Yeah, it's sad. You see what I'm saying? And then I remember, man... uh, uh, I I just got my house and I invited a bunch of my friends uh, to come hang out with me from home from Richmond and we go to um we went to uh, Fox Hill Mall and uh, we saw this little security guard and I thought it was the the big security guard had dressed his son for whatever reason to look like him to take him to work but man it was uh, Gary Coleman yeah. And, <laughs> my friends started laughing, and I, I, you know, I guess they was like, "Reek, what, what is this? You see this?" I was like, "Man, I see this all day, every day." You know, rest his soul, whatever. But you know, he went from being one of the highest paid actors for a sitcom ever to being a security guard at Fox Hill Mall. Yeah, what happened to these guys is just ridiculous. A lot of them were uh, by their own parents. Yeah, the parents take their money and spend spend through their money, man, and and then that's what it basically what happened to him. His parents drove his money to the ground. He looked up, he had nothing, so he had to go for what he knew, you know. And uh, and I was like, I was like, fuck, Gary, is that you? He said, Yeah, man, I'm just trying to work, you know. And I was just like, May, like, whoa, this is not nice, man. What did you, um, when you saw uh, Dana, um, did you say anything to you? Nah, she just looked at me, you know. She just looked at me. And uh, I was just like, wow. And then I remember when I went to New York, man, and I saw um, Eddie Kane from um, from um, Five Heartbeats. And he was at the uh, Port Authority, man. He was just bummed out, asking for money. This dude is extreme extreme actor and uh i was like eddie kane eddie kane man you know who you are like bro like you eddie kane and he just looked at me he said no brother no i'm I'm not doing good right now and he just looked at me and walked away man it was heartbreaking yeah extremely heartbreaking you know and these people we admire we 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 look we we watch on tv we grow up Watching these people, man, they're part of our life. They're part of our DNA. They're part of who we are. And to see them, you know, shot to the corner like that is is uh, heartbreaking. It's, 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 it's sad, man. You want to help, but, it's, you know, they got to help themselves because, you know, half of them is strung out on drugs, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's messed up. And a lot of people, they get the wrong people around them. Mike Tyson was yeah. a perfect example. Ample, you know, when he had Robin Gibbons and, and, and her mother, oh, and then right. he goes from that straight to Don King, you know, it's right. uh, one, they, two, they're one, vampires, two, man, they're culture yeah. vultures, yeah, you know, sucking, really- sucking the talent and the life out of people. And that's one thing I can say about Master P, man, he ain't trying to, he ain't, man, he don't care what you do, go get your money, he ain't trying to ever stop you from getting your money. He don't try to hold your name up. Man, do what you do. Go get it, you know. I can't keep, you know, writing checks to you. But what I did give you was a platform to jump from. Now, it's on you on how you're going to do it and what you're going to do. So that's all he had to do for me, you know, because I knew what to do. Uh, Well, it sounds like you had someone to look out for you. You know, I did. Somebody. I did. I can't even lie, man. My, I have great parents. My mom was a astute businesswoman. My dad was uh, extremely intelligent. He was like uh, an Air Force. He was an aircraft mechanic. Um, he's one of the best. Um, so I knew real estate. I knew I had a you know financial IQ that said, hey, you're when you get this, you're going to do this, and when you get this, you're going to do that. You know, and I'm not going to fall down these. Uh, these rabbit holes, you know, because it's a trick yeah. for you. <laughs> you know, yeah, abracadabra. <laughs> you got to 
you got to be careful. You know, um, yeah, yeah, we uh, we've heard a lot of these stories over the years, though. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of fucked up things have happened, um, and and yeah. you, you can see now with these younger artists, they get played by the mainstream and used, and then you don't hear from them again. They uh, right. get everything they can out of them, and then they're they're through. They throw them away. Yeah. Said, yeah. Like you said, what happened to the, the to the to the girls that would come up? You know, they get used right. up and then you know, back sent back home. Same with these artists, you know. Right. Um, but uh, I commend you for speaking out against them, because um, a lot of people uh, a lot of people won't. You know, what, yeah. what's your motivation? What's your motivation to uh, to make sure that other other artists don't you know end up falling in that trap? Um, my motivation for them is to say, hey, just get your money, find out that there's other avenues that you can put your money into that you can start making a large amount of money, i.e. real estate, i.e. Um, the stock market. Learn learn those things. Uh, again, uh, Warren Buffett I met when I was 19 years old. He told me I was going to be super successful. He said, what I need you to do is start understanding about real estate the insurance game and the stock market. I just recently got into the stock market and I'm doing exceptionally phenomenally well. I, I, I did well in the real estate game and I also uh, got a, a insurance license and I was selling insurance and there's a, a, a abundance of money in all three of those fields. So get your money from your, um, your artistic, um, you know, wares and flip it. So you don't have to be dependent on, on on these companies and all these vultures that, that, that could see you and whatever. You're like, I, I don't need you. I'm making millions over here. Thank you for the bump, but I don't, I don't need you. You know, there's no, uh, there's no, there's no point in it. Uh, Rico, uh, we, uh, the homie sin, he's got a couple questions, uh, from France. Okay. Sin, you there, brother? Yes, sir, sir. Hi, Scott. Hi, Rico. That's hey, my very friend. interesting information. Yeah, very interesting information all about it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, on the on the special songs dedication on all on uh, all No Limits albums, it was always at the end of the lines, waiter, uh, keep your eyes on the enemy, in big letters. Mm-hmm. It, it was referencing to Limitatis or other saying, it was the enemy. It was not your enemy, the enemy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but, did you were you asking me a question? Yeah, is it was a referencing to even ideas or or some elites or something? Hmm. Uh, I, I, your accent is very thick, and I can't <laughs> truly make out what you're saying. Can you reiterate, or can can you, Scott, reiterate what he's saying? Yeah, I got oh, yeah. you, Sam. He, yeah. He's asking you. Uh, <laughs> he's asking you if um, you know uh, the "Keep Your Eyes on Your Enemy." Uh, ah, yes, of re- course. Reference to the Illuminati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You always keep your eye on them. Now, you know, I, I, again, um, was was that party I went to was the Illuminati-ish? I don't know if that was Illuminati, but it was Illuminati-esque, if you will. Uh, did, did these people approach P? I wasn't with P when they did, but uh, um, one of the very uh, um, strong uh, bodyguards who was very reputable came to my house and told me all this uh, all this happened, you know. And he just broke it out to me. He was like, do you remember when this happened? I was like, yeah. He said, yeah. Uh, 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 that's because this was going down. It was a situation with death row and no limit. And he was like, you you know why you could walk around L.A. with your no limit chain? Because we made it clear that nobody touched nobody from no limit. Nobody. You know? Yeah. And then so, so, yeah, we kept our eye constantly on the enemy, you know? And, uh, and again, you know, like I say, P P was a, a strong guy, man. You know, 
they they people have no idea the magnitude of how this guy really was, man. You know, he what they see, you know, you know the entertainment part of him, but he was he was he was very business and he was very very military tactful, if you will. So yeah, we kept eye on everything. And you know, I was young at the time, so I was just enjoying the fruits of whatever he laid out, you know. So, but I did learn a lot, you know, and I apply everything uh, to which I learned from um, from Pete. And again, we called it No Limit University, and I apply it to this day. And did uh, Master Pete told you about uh, MK MK Ultra Project or Black Rain Project, who could be a danger for artists? Did he say how the, uh, the the industry could be a danger for artists? Yeah, like was yeah. uh did he have any knowledge of like MK Ultra any CIA type things that were going on? Yes sir. Yeah, man, um he did. Matter of fact, uh, the the feds were always trying to indict him on a lot of things. Some situation the twins Cain and Abel got into <clears throat> that they tried to indict P on and he had nothing to do with it. But they gotta understand the man was a multimillionaire. He's very, very, very articulate, very extremely smart. He was and once he got past a certain point, you were not going to wrap P up in any kind of bullshit, if you will. He was not going to uh, uh subscribe to anything like that. You would never see Master P at a club. You won't see him at a party. You unless he's making money at one of those entities, you're not going to see him. He did not go. I remember when we uh, were all in uh, Jamaica, uh, 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 and was it Jamaica? We were in um, it was somewhere in the islands, and uh, it was the Black Radio exclusive, and all these people were having this party, and people was like, "No, no, no, we don't have, we don't go to those parties. We gonna have a no limit party." So he rented this boat, and we had our own party on our own boat. And everybody that was at the BRE was looking like, oh, my God, look at them. They're they doing their own. Yeah, because you wasn't going to – P wasn't going to get caught up. You weren't going to catch him slipping at no point, never, not to this day. You never see P in the courts. You never see P – and this is all that we learned and watched how he did. Now, some of us fell through. He tell you, some of, some of y'all ain't going to make it through. Some of you guys are. Some of you guys are going to be financially fit and set from what I'm going to lay out. Some of y'all are going to just be, go right back to being broke. And this is what he told us. I just happened to be one that knew what to do because I had a, a good upbringing from parents that knew it, who told me what to do with my money once I got it. Other people didn't. Some people are back in the Calio. Yeah. Well, you know, you got uh, a, a good head on your shoulders, and you did what was right, you know. Uh, yeah. And same with P. I mean, the guy, uh, you know, he's, he's the longevity he has, the, the way he's been able to reinvent himself over the years, you know, um, yeah. it's, it's a testament to his character, um, you know. But uh, I'll tell you what uh, we're going to do. Uh, man, we're going to get out of here, but I know we're going to be hearing okay. more from uh, the Sons of Funk very soon. Very um, soon. Before we do get out of here, let, let, let me see. Let me get tell you Let me put this out there. The new single is called Cloud Sprint. You know, and it's almost kind of speaking to which we're talking about brothers doing whatever they can for for doing something strange for some change. You know, that is basically yeah. talking about everything we just talked about. Yeah, it's good to put that and out sprinting there. Sprinting for the cloud. Um, and and you know put it put it out there on that platform, you know where people yeah. can hear it and learn from it. What what about uh, uh, Sons of Funk album? Do you have uh, uh, one in the works? Yeah, oh man, we have a bevy of smash hit records. We got one after another, man. We have enough material, I believe, for like five albums. Wow. So wow. yeah, you know how long five albums can last? That could be another ten, fifteen years. Yeah, yeah, and well, and and you know the fans appreciate that. Um, I'm yeah. seeing a lot of people come back, 
and uh, put out music right now. It's a good thing for the culture. So that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, make sure to support the Sons of Funk. Uh, you know, let them know uh, where they can uh, check you out. Oh, shoot. You can go right to Rico Sons of Funk on Instagram, and I'm right there. People DM me. I talk to people. I give them advice. You know, don't be scared. I, you know, I'm, I'm here to, to, to help, you know. I'm at the age now where it's, it's my duty to point you in the right direction and let you know the pitfalls. If you do this, this is for sure going to happen. It, uh, you know, life ain't changed that much, you know. You know, the, the game, you know, got a little couple little turns to it, but I guarantee if you do this, it's going to happen. But if you do this on a positive end, hey, this is going to happen for you, and it's going to be a great outcome. No. Yeah. So they can reach Absolutely. me on Rico Sons of Funk. Yeah, you there, brother? Did I lose you? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Rico Sons of Funk. Uh, that's yeah. what's up, uh, Rico. You know, thank you again for, uh, you know, uh, speaking about this. You know, the occult, that's uh, some uh, real scary shit. If you're thinking yeah. about getting in the music industry, avoid that. You know, um, and just uh, stick to making music and, and, you know, having fun. You know what I'm saying? But uh, stay away from that if you can. Amen. Yes, indeed. Yeah, we, we Rico, uh, you got cut off. What was that? I said I, I appreciate you guys for having your platform and allow some uh, some of us old heads to speak and give you guys the truths of what's going on, and I appreciate that. Well, uh, man, we appreciate you, brother. You and yours be safe, man. Um, Indeed. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, everybody. That's Rico, Sons of Funk. Make sure to support them, you know what I'm saying, and make sure to avoid all these pitfalls in the industry. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.